Hats Off Show begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Why are you bobbing your head like that? Because that's really good music. <laughs> that music is the kind of music that gets you going, huh? Absolutely. I mean, I have it stuck on repeat. Do you think, Do you think though, Adam, that we should start it from 10? So it goes like 10, 9, 8? I mean, I feel like who starts it off on 5? Uh, no. If we start it from 10, we're going to lose all of our listeners by the time we get to 2. No one wants to wait that long from a podcast. More- they can't wait 5 more. Se- I mean, who, give me an example of who starts at 5 anyways. When you The three-point contest in the All-Star Weekend, they start at 10. When we were kids playing hide-and-go-seek, it's probably from 10. What do you mean they start at 10? They start at 10. What does that mean? They count down from 10. Do they? they? Yes, no. 10. That's probably nine, why no one eight, watches seven, it or cares six, about it anymore. Five, four, three, two, one. Do you think that they should hire me for that? I, that actually did sound really good. It did, didn't it? Going back to the earlier point, though, do you think it's egotistical to listen to your own theme song on repeat? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? I don't get who. How are you listening to your own theme song? I just said I listen to it all the time. You asked if I like that song. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. So are we going to talk about who you would start um, your NBA team with or not? Because this is what we were arguing with this whole time off, uh, I guess, uh, off screen, off camera, whatever this would be. There's no camera. There's no screen. It's just a microphone. But uh... Actually, you know what? You know what? Let me, let me bear with me. Let me flip the script for two seconds. Okay. Because I want to ask you a question that that I've been wanting to ask you about that I was actually I was I went to lunch with my friend today and we were talking about if you they were like you know Jared you've done some acting if you could star opposite any one actor you know who would it be in what genre and I was thinking to myself you know what I want to ask AG that question so AG I flip it on you let's not talk about the NBA and who we'd start our team with if you were an actor Adam Green and you could star opposite one actor and in, uh, who would it be and in what genre this is a good question. I, I don't know if I've thought about it that much recently. Uh, I feel like right now the answer has to be Matthew McConaughey. I'm also a Texan. I love, I love that he's a fellow Texan. But beyond that, he just everything he's doing lately, whether it's True Detective, whether it's Dallas Buyers Club, I also personally really liked Mud, and that was even before uh, anyone really thought of him as a break, having a breakthrough career here towards the latter part of his career. Are um, you going to count the Buick commercials? <laughs> Is that is that? How part? did you know I was going to say I, I wanted to star alongside? Well, you asked what John I was going to say commercial, and I was going to be in the passenger side of his Buick. Okay, well, what what genre would you, Adam Green and Matthew McConaughey, star? What 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 is the genre of this film you guys are starring in? I mean, it's some sort of drama. Um, you know, it's not an action film. It's not a comedy. It's 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 a drama. It's I, I, everything he's doing right now is turning to go even uh wolf of wall street he was incredible in that mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> you're not pounding your chest with me i feel really alone right now oh sorry oh. <laughs> that's amazing yeah anyways i'm matthew mcconaughey i feel like anything he's done lately has been oscar not worthy um so i want to be in an oscar worthy film so i'm going to put myself in that and just to i don't know i feel like even watching i don't know if you saw that university of texas he talked to the football i did team. i actually saw that that whole, was he yeah. just went off the cuff and that was really inspirational i feel like just being around the guy he's gonna pump me up and he's gonna get the most out of me and i'm gonna have an incredible performance okay well then one quick question before we get our guest on the line and and, and bring her in is do you think that he can keep it up 
because we are talking about a guy who made a career for himself. And by the way, I love Matthew McConaughey. I loved him in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. You know, I mean, I, 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 I love his goofy romantic comedy side and I also love his dramatic side, but he tends to like not do them at the same time, which is a bit, you know, uh, maybe it's strategic for him. Maybe it was planned, maybe it wasn't planned, but do you think that he can keep up this, uh, this, uh, this, this pace that he's, that, that he's, uh, well, I'll have to, you know. Do you think that he can keep this up, Adam? It's going to be tough to tell. I think right now he's at the top of his game. He's going to be, he's being offered incredible scripts, I assume. It's about picking the right movies. I mean, the energy level that he brings and his acting skills, I think, are going to be there. So it's all about continuing to pick those great films where you can bring that out and you can see that on the screen and he can deliver like he has in the past. So it's kind of hard to tell. I feel like his energy level, even when he gives his Oscar speech, is incredible. And I feel like his acting is going to be there just about picking those right movies where he can really shine. So that's hard to predict. Well, we only have one thing uh, left to do then on this subject is get Matthew McConaughey on the Hats Off show. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Today's guests on the Hats Off show just starred opposite Zach Braff and Kate Hudson in the movie Wish I Was Here and also played the role of Alice Cullen in the Twilight franchise. Please welcome Ashley Green. Ashley, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're, uh, we're really good. I hear that you're a little <laughs> bit under the weather. Yeah, a little sick. Not too bad, mostly... I'm on, on the up and up. It's it's going away. Thankfully, I've gotten everyone else sick in my house, and now um, I'm no longer being treated like a baby. I'm taking care of everyone else. Um, <laughs> so now it's mostly just my voice. I sound like I'm trying to be, you know, Scarlett Johansson. Lindsay Lohan. It's, it's perfect. Uh, yeah. Maybe it'll work for me. I don't know. I have a meeting tomorrow. It might actually work out in my favor because of this. Yeah, I think it's good. You're at that. We caught you at this opportune time. You're not too sick anymore, but you got the right radio voice. I sound like a sexy, like, phone caller. <laughs> perfect. 1-800. Oh, Here, we need to come up with brand new questions now. I know. We, yeah, all, like, <laughs> wipe, the, wipe the slate clean. Our listeners are going to love our love this one. in a whole different direction. Ashley, so me and Adam actually just got done talking about if, um, if you could star in a movie opposite any actor who you would choose and what genre. And I actually just wanted to start off the podcast by asking you, because you actually are an actress, unlike Mr. Adam Green here, if you could choose, (laughs) if you had your pick, if the president from Warner Brothers came to you and said, Ashley Green, you have your pick, you can star opposite anybody in the industry, um, and, and you can pick any genre, who are you picking and what genre are you picking? Um... Probably Benedict Cumberbatch and probably like a some type of psychological thriller. I'm kind of obsessed with him right now because of Sherlock Holmes. I was a little late getting into it, but then binge watched it and um, he's just so fantastic. I had such a big crush on him. Um, so or maybe maybe I should, maybe we'll do a romantic comedy. Actually, why would I do a psychological thriller? I would do a romantic comedy with Benedict Cumberbatch. A romantic comedy with him. Yeah, so we can make out. <laughs> <laughs> is is Paul would Paul approve approve of this? <laughs> I think so too. I think he would do a romantic comedy with him if he could. So I think he would live vicariously through me, and he would be totally okay with that. And it's a job, right? Or just acting? It is. Totally <laughs> just acting. Well, j- j- that or in all seriousness, probably either that or like a period piece of Kate Blanchett because oh, I like that. I one. think she can do no wrong and walks in water, and I. I think I fell like in love with her and the Queen, um, and or the Golden Age, and um, she just kind of exudes this vulnerability but strength all in the same 
moment, and I think that um, that she's fantastic. So probably, probably that. You know, it's funny you said romantic comedy. That's also Jared's favorite genre. Oh, boy. We weren't supposed to out me like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Are we going to have, like, a cuddling session watching romantic comedy? <laughs> well, now that we're on that, <laughs> which romantic comedy, if we were to have a cuddling sesh, Ash, which one would we watch? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like I've watched The Notebook a thousand times and would watch it a thousand times over just because it is kind of fantastic and I cry every single time and I feel like it's just been running on television I just watched it again um so I, I mean I would probably I mean yeah it's kind of comedy Some comedy uh, in there I'm, I'm already sold you said the notebook we're watching the notebook well I'm, I'm there <laughs> just tell me just tell me when and, and, and we'll get it done back on um on Kate Blanchett have you seen um notes on a scandal yes I thought that movie was absolutely incredible. So I, I love your pick. That's when I first kind of fell in love with her. And I actually think an arena or, or a, you know, a, a movie with you and her would, would be um, very, very interesting and very, very, uh, really, really awesome to watch. So I, I like that pick. Thank you. Yeah, that or did you see Blue Jasmine? That I, I just saw and I was like, oh, God, of course. I mean, she's amazing in that movie, too. She, yeah, she is. She's just, she's absolutely, um, she can do no wrong. She she was awesome in Blue Jasmine. Um, Ash, I, I do want to take it one step further. And if I told you, you could still pick any genre you wanted, but the <laughs> actors that I'm giving you to choose from to play opposite of are Kellen Lutz, Robert Pattinson, Peter Facinelli, Billy Burke, Michael Sheen, Jackson Rathbone. Which one are you picking? Um, you know what? I almost, and it's very sad that it didn't work out. We literally tried to make this work. Michael Sheen and I were both uh, offered a part in the same movie. And I was like, of course, it's such a small, small world. Um, <laughs> and, and we, he and I were talking back and forth and, and the dates just wouldn't work out. It shoots all the way like on the other side of the world. Um, but I was dying to do a movie with him because I, I, he and I got on really, really well during, during Twilight and people kind of thought it was like weird. I think that he and I became close on this film. Um, but, um, but he, I think is another just phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Um, and I think other than him, though, I would definitely do a comedy with Peter Facinelli because he was the big, he's like a big kid and he's like the big jokester on set and um, is hilarious and was in Can't Hardly Wait. So I know, by the way, by the way how, how awesome was he in Can't Hardly Wait? When like, I, went, I remember <laughs> when you got cast in this, in this role and I went and I looked like for the first time, um, you know, to see who else was going to be in the movie. And then I clicked on some people and then I saw he was in Can't Hardly Wait and I just got so excited. I was like, Ashley's going to get to do a movie with that guy. <laughs> You're like, oh man, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, man, <laughs> duh. That's like the first thing I said to him. He's like, oh, hi, I'm Peter. Um, yeah, no, I, silly the little things like that that you remember, but that was such a staple, I feel like, in, in, in my youth, one of those movies that I loved and watched over and over again. So, um I've had a lot of I feel like experiences like that where you meet or you are in a film with people like this. Like I remember, I worked with Dakota Fanning. Obviously, she was in the the franchise too, and thought it was hilarious that this you know girl was someone that I loved watching before I even knew that I wanted to go into acting because she's been doing it since she was like three. Right. And I was like, oh my god, I loved you in this movie when I lived in Jacksonville and didn't even think that I was going to be an actor and. You're 16. Yeah, now. and and here, yeah, no, I've I've gotten that feeling too. I did a I did a reading with um with uh, actually he was a guest here on the Hats <laughs> Off show with Jason Reitman in Toronto, and I got to read with Dakota Fanning, and I was just like, oh man, man, I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking of Man on Fire the whole time. 
I was yeah. just like, this is so sweet. This is the coolest thing ever. But, you know, obviously you have to try to act professional and keep the, the inner teenage self of you in, Yeah, you're inside. like, am I? And it, it's weird, right? Because you're like, you're younger than me. Yeah. Very much younger than me. And I'm kind of geeking out right now. <laughs> All right, Ashley. So you were just talking about the great on-screen chemistry and even off-screen chemistry you had with Michael. Trying to incorporate sports a little bit here. You know, there are a lot of examples in sports, like on the Cowboys, Des Bryant, for example. He's great on the field, but off the field, he causes some issues sometimes with other teammates. It can mm-hmm. be a distraction. So I'm curious, if you didn't get along with an actor off screen, so if you had trouble getting along with them, but your on-screen chemistry was fantastic and you ended up going on and producing, creating a great film, maybe three, five years down the road... Would you continue to work with him? Would you be in another film with that actor if your off-screen chemistry, uh, you know, there were issues there? I think it depends. I mean, it depends on um, how horrible they were. But I think, listen, at the end of the day, you have to be as reasonable as you can about things and, and, and responsible and, and be, uh, you know, as professional as possible. So um, I think, yeah, I absolutely would if, uh, if it were the right circumstances and, and I really loved the the director or the, the writer or, you know, the, the role for myself or something, I would definitely want to pass something up because of someone else. I kind of feel like that's giving someone else this power that they don't really deserve, even if they are an yeah. asshole. So, um, so yeah, I definitely would. I think, listen, if it were something <laughs> where there was some type of very inappropriate behavior, sexual harassment, that type thing, you know, then it no, would be then, a whole different got, conversation. Then he's got to go, Ash. He's got to go. Then it would be a whole different conversation. Then I would just bring my boyfriend to set every day with me. <laughs> yeah, there, that works. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or bodyguard. I'll get the bodyguards that Dakota Fanning had while filming that on fire. I'm <laughs> <laughs> quite a few. Um, Ash, have you experienced, and you don't have to give us, you know, specific examples, but have you experienced, um, through acting that if you don't get along with somebody off the set or in between takes that you can have amazing chemistry with them, um, once, you know, they, they turn the cameras on and vice versa, or, or does it usually just not go with that? Um, yeah, I think that you, you definitely can. I mean, listen, it's, I think it takes both of the actors being able to flip a switch and say, like, when I come to set, I'm going to be a professional. Uh, because I feel that if you don't have that uh, from the other person, then it's really difficult to portray that on screen because you just have, you know, it's like talking to a brick wall. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think you absolutely can as long as the other actor is kind of on the same page of I hate you off screen, but right. I will love you on screen because it's my job to do so. Um, but, you know, I've been pretty lucky as, as far as, getting along with, with everyone that I've worked with. There's only been a few instances where we've had kind of a, uh, you know, creative differences and, and things like that. Yeah, because I, I watch, I watch uh, you know, obviously I'm a huge Cowboy fan, and I watch the Cowboys, and Des Bryant just like, he's such a knucklehead, but then you see what he does on the field, and you're like, I wonder if everybody's just like, okay, we're on the field now, so and we're making magic happen, and let's let him do whatever he does off the field as long as on the field we keep creating magic. Yeah, no, and I think it's really smart on on their part because it's kind of like if you're trying to punish this guy for being a complete jerk, you're actually hurting yourself and your team and your fans by doing so on the field. So I think it's kind of like as much as it sucks, you do have to kind of uh, turn the other cheek and just be a professional, go into your job and be passionate in the moment, you know, on the field while you're doing what you're doing, the same as you do on screen. Yeah, I definitely agree. Speaking of sports, we were curious, what's your earliest sports memory from when you were a kid? Just anything. It could be at a game or something on TV with your family. or What's your earliest I, sports memory? What do you remember about it? 
Mine was we. Um, my dad likes to to entertain and and have, you know, people over for football parties. He's a huge football guy, and so um, my <laughs> two memories. One is that I remember telling my mom at one point, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to watch football when I grow up because dad always gets so mad during football <laughs> because he was so, I was young and he was so passionately involved that I was like, he's always so, he gets so mad. I just don't want to be around him. And she's like, so she had to have a talk with my dad and she's like, you know, I don't think she quite understands the passion that men have behind football and like that you're not actually angry at like her or anything else. And so, um, he, he totally kind of like altered his, uh, behavior for a while, and of course, as we got older, we all started screaming at the television. But um, that, and then my aunt, um, she would always create sew things for me, and so she sewed me a um, a tiny little cheerleading outfit for the Florida Gators. And I was like, Aww. every time he had a party, I was like the little cheerleader, and my dad was so proud <laughs> that uh, his little girl was so involved in the football games, and I was cheering for them. And well, that, was one, um, that was one way to definitely get daddy's little girl involved. <laughs> oh, yeah. he was, And so, you know, and then after a while, the cheerleading outfit came off, and I was as aggressive as he was. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, those are two of the ones, I guess, that stick out the most. Adam, what Adam, what was yours? Do you remember yours? I mean, we grew up together in Dallas, and I, I can't. I'm having a hard time remembering mine. But do you remember one? Uh, you don't have a cheerleading outfit one. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. I do. No. Uh, yeah, mine is a little bit. Uh, yeah, mine's interesting, a little bit embarrassing, and oh uh, yes, please tell. <laughs> All right, so I grew up in Dallas with you, Jared, and. Uh, my dad went to SMU, uh, a college. Their basketball team was all. Let's ask Ashley. If she, Ashley, do you know who SMU is? <laughs> See, that's, that's that's. And by the way, nobody in America knows. If you did not grow up in Dallas, nobody knows who SMU is. Well, we're starting to make a comeback here, but that's true. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, yeah, what is that? Wait, it stands for Southern. Me. It's a college, Southern Methodist University. So they have a football Southern team Methodist. that they actually this year in football just this past weekend won their first game. They were zero and eleven. But uh, <laughs> it's it's like love of a losers. It's uh, anyway. So I, as a kid though, because no one was basically there as a kid, so I used to sit in the front row and talk to all the players they'd come by in the drills before the game and it was really cool and you know I'm like a little four or five year old kid and after the game my parents would let us hang out right outside the locker room and just we would actually talk to all the players uh which was a really cool experience and uh then apparently this is the really embarrassing like borderline child racist story that I have to tell about this but <laughs> uh so apparently this is a, I don't remember this I was so young but we were at the grocery store once like after my first couple of basketball games with my mom and I'm with my older brother and Every single person who is an African American, I would think, is a basketball player. <laughs> this is this is just. First of all, that's, so I would ask, like, I would want to go up and how, talk to them about basketball. First, first of all, how old were you? I was like four. He's like twenty. Top. He's like oh, this yeah, was, yeah. This Thank was, you, Ashley. He was like twenty. This was a couple of years ago. First of all, okay, so you were four years old. Second of all, yeah. second of all, with your story, how are you getting locker room passes just to like hang out and talk to the players, Jared? That's where. Well, they, okay. did you hear what their their numbers were? Exa- thank you, Ashley. Exactly. <laughs> you don't understand. It wasn't locker room passes. It was there was about five hundred people at the game, and I would stand literally outside the locker room door, and they'd come right out. There wasn't passes. It wasn't like you needed access to talk to them. <laughs> no one wanted to talk to them. I was the only one there, basically talking to them. They were excited to talk to me. I was their biggest fan. All right. Well, I, I still I still think that you're SMU's biggest fan. And I uh, just love you know, I'm glad that I know this now and I'm really glad we weren't sitting down. Like, you know, when you're lunch with people and they're like, Oh yeah, SMU and you're like, Oh yeah. They're like, Oh, what's that, Ashley? 
You know what that is? We have we have educated you now, Ashley, on the Hats Off show. You know who SMU is now. So now I do. I can bring that up in meetings. Exactly. I'll be all know. Please, do, please don't. Do it. <laughs> She's like, I haven't gotten a job in a while. Jared, do you have any 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 idea why? Uh, no more SMU talk. <laughs> no, I'll pitch it as like an underdog thing. <laughs> oh, that's very. Yep, that's very. That's very true too. You could. Wait, so Ash, so so going back a, a, a little bit on your dad um, going crazy and going nuts, I'm sure that right now with the NFL um, at its you know at its peak and um, its climax of the season, the playoffs are, are are creeping around. I'm sure your household is just like crazy on Sundays. I, I was wondering, I was wondering, and and Adam, me both both of us, we we were talking about this. Is how crazy is it to have a boyfriend? And your brother, who both live with you, who are just so like you know sports crazed, and 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 like how is the household uh, on 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 these Sundays? Um, it's well, it's, it's actually really fun. It's not. I mean, they're not too crazy or too bad. I just don't sit too close to either of them because there's the moments of screaming. But um, <laughs> but it's really fun. I mean, I think I got from my dad like we. I like to entertain and have people over, so it's kind of fun. We have red zone, which I think is the biggest draw. Um, Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. everyone kind of Score comes over and watches. Points for Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we're flipping to the channels, and of course, Bob's like, "We don't have red zone." Like he's gonna break up with me or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we got it. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's fun. I mean, I think that's if if you haven't grown up with it, then I guess you wouldn't really understand it. But having grown up with someone like my dad, it's kind of a natural thing to have Sundays be these crazy football-filled, you know, fun days. Right, right. Completely dedicated to football Sundays. Well, in case you 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 don't know, and for all of our listeners out there, um, uh, I know Ashley's boyfriend is is a guy named Paul Corey, who's a dear friend of mine and and a wonderful, wonderful human being. And um, Ashley, it, you probably don't know the story yet because Paul is too embarrassed to tell you. But three weeks ago, <laughs> um, I three weeks ago or to a month ago, a month ago, I think you were in New York, and me and Paul were watching um, the San Francisco 49ers game. And it got so intense. Um, it got so intense that in in the last drive, the 49ers were driving down the field and we needed them to win uh, the game. And we were rooting for them the whole whole time, making silly fun bets here and there, you know, with one another. That we we jumped over Lafferty's couch. We we jumped over. We were hiding behind the couch, kind of peeking up every single time Kaepernick would would hike the ball, and we were so scared. And we were. And by the way, Ashley, we so so we've hidden behind the couch. We've flipped our hats in reverse, and we're peeking while holding each other. And <laughs> this is all a very true story. And so Lafferty grabs his phone, and we did not know this, and is taking pictures of us and Snapchatting it to everyone while me and Paul are holding each other. And, of course, Kaepernick fumbled on the one-yard line, and we went bananas and were yelling and screaming profusely. <laughs> Why wasn't I on the Snapchat string? You need to, need to add him, too. <laughs> you need, yeah, you need, you need to get a hold of Lafferty, and you will get all those. But um, that was a— No, you did a, not tell me that story. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just another Sunday. Just Yeah, just another Sunday for us, Ash. Just another Sunday. Yeah, thankfully you can't jump over my couch or else I feel like that would be happening. <laughs> All right, Damn. we have a fun little hypothetical Desert Islands. Oh, are we going Desert Island? We're going Desert oh, Island. Let's, let's get a little fun with this. Ashley, I'm sorry, but you're yeah. now on a Desert Island by yourself <laughs> for the remainder of your life. Listen, I'm cool with it. Oh, for the rest of my life? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe not the rest of your life. Well, that sounds a bit much. Maybe like a year. Yeah, let's go. Year. We'll go a year. Right. Ashley, right. you've just been upgraded, upgraded to a year. <laughs> it seems manageable. <laughs> 
All right, so on this desert island, you get to take three things. You get to take one song that you can listen to. Presumably, you have some sort of device to listen to it on. Uh, mm-hmm. One book. And lastly, you get one live feed. So you have a television, and the only channel is a sp- one sports team that you have to choose. So you get one song, one book, and one sports team you can watch for a year. What three things are you taking with you on this desert island? Brother. Um, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I'm like, what song? There's so many songs. Um, all by myself. <laughs> 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 he sounds like the saddest year of your life listening to that on repeat. I would just be sad. I would be putting on shows and concerts though. That was that was very that was gosh, why did I think of that one? <laughs> so there's there's my song. Um what book would I reading? Probably like one of those how to survive on a desert island books. That's really smart. I feel I was thinking like Godfather, like some incredible book I love, but your answer is much more yeah, practical. Yeah, she's thinking, okay, okay, Ashley, what about this? What I, about I, this? You can take, you can, you can have one survivor's guide, uh, you know, on an island book, uh, and also what is a book for your, for your, um, <laughs> pleasure? for your pleasure? What are you reading? <laughs> like, geez, my answer is way too good. Um, <laughs> I, I was going down. Actually, you know what it is, though? I have a lot of those, like, worst-case scenarios, how-to books at my house that everyone laughs at me, but then you read it, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that actually if you run zigzag, the alligator will still catch you because that's an urban myth. Um, Do you have the how to survive a zombie attack? <laughs> Oh, I don't. Hey, Jared, this book. Christmas, now you know what to get me. Yeah. Oh, have you read that book? <laughs> uh, I, I'm I've sure that's fair. Okay. <laughs> what book? I would probably, do you know what? I'd probably bring like a Chelsea Handler book, one of her books. It's kind of, I mean, they're kind of hilarious. I do have you, all of them. Do you watch her, do you watch her show? Uh, I think I just got can't. I don't think it's on anymore. Oh, it's um, not but Adam, I did. Adam, do you watch her show? Chelsea Lately? Uh, I don't. I know people who do, though. I oh, used to. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> Is that helpful? <laughs> Ashley, were you ever on her show? I was on her show. Oh, no way. How was it? Was it awesome? It was really fun. Well, I was, I was kind of nervous. Like, there was only a couple, of, a handful of, of talk show hosts, and I was, was a little nervous to, to go on. Like, David Letterman was one of them, and <laughs> Chelsea Handler was the other one. And um, I was super nervous because she can be, if she doesn't like you, she can be kind of brutal. Otherwise, I mean, if she's making fun of other people, she's hilarious. But, um... I went on and um, she immediately made some comment about my hair because it was super long and she was like, oh my God, it looks like a horse's mane. And I was like, oh, it's fake. That's not real. Um, and she, after I was like, you know what, mine's fake too. I hate the people that lie about it being fake. Like no one has hair like that. And then after that, she liked me. And so the actual, uh, the show was really, really fun. I told her embarrassing stories about myself. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's the thing with those kind of people, and especially Chelsea, you know, Chelsea lately. Is I, I've noticed if if you take the shit and give a little shit back, then like it's like you're on the same page. And you're like, all right, let's go. But if you if you take it too personally, and then you know you you get offended by it, then it's like, all right, what are you doing? And she just picks on you more, and then yeah. you end up crying in the corner. Oh, well, yeah. it's like a weird medium of like you have to roll with the punches. But I hate the people that go on and they try and out funny the host and you're like bud what this it's the host so she's gonna edit it however she wants to so yeah true oh by oh by the way adam we forgot uh we almost let ashley uh get out of uh the one live feed sports team on the island oh yes um the one live where i would probably oh oh hold on is that is that a that was, <laughs> it's it's her next what? podcast scheduled in 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. that's loud <laughs> mute 
Mute. Tell them to join in on it's, the podcast. <laughs> it's probably like Katie, most likely. She's probably, even though she's here, she's probably Skyping me to talk about football. Um, and, JJ, and JJ Watt, by the way. Oh, yeah, JJ. You know what we should do, Ashley, is um, JJ's going to be on the show in a couple weeks. We should have, but we, you, you, you should like be a surprise like host or something. I don't even know. I'm just thinking about this right now. And then like all of a sudden just surprise him like on, on the show. It would be awesome. Um, I would totally do that. Actually, I'd probably just watch the Texans just. Oh, just, just to see what he would do because he's kind of fan. I mean, every time you see him do something, it's always something just outrageously phenomenal. It is. So you're telling me. And how pissed off would you be to be the, the quarterback? Because clearly he's the, one, he's the one everyone's excited to see what he's going to do and kind of is. So, so you're telling me that Ashley Green, if you were stuck on an island, you could only live live stream. I would one watch team. JJ Watt as long as JJ was on the team. <laughs> as long as JJ was on that team for the next. Now, let me ask you this: Did you see? Did you see the JJ Watt mic'd up that came out last week? It's it's phenomenal. The what? The JJ Watt mic'd up. He was mic'd up against the Tennessee Titans, and no. and they had a whole special on it. And it's Ashley. It's absolutely incredible. No, I have to watch it. Yeah, we were. Well, tri- I was like in a cabin in Mount Hood, so that could be why. Oh, that's very. Yeah, no. He starts off and is like, "This is going to be a great show." He's like, "You better get your popcorn ready, <laughs> your snow caps. Yeah, your snow cap. Maybe some juju <laughs> Like, um, but it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I'll have to send it to you or get it to you somehow. So, yeah, no, definitely him or like godly. I mean, Green Bay Packers. I would watch. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just on fire. The, the Packers are so much fun to watch because there's so much offense. You know how J.J. is, you know, he's really fun to watch individually because he's, def- you know, he's defense and defense gets a little boring, but you can, but you like, when they're on defense, you just watch J.J. Watt on the screen. To see what he's, yeah. Exactly. But he's like the accomplish. Pack, yeah, the Packers are like everyone. So you get to watch everybody just like, they're, you know, methodic. They, they just like, everyone's in unison. It's so awesome. Yeah. Well, it's a very interesting, I feel like, you know, in part of it, I mean, I've been to, uh, actually been to Limo's Field, and I think because also Katie's such a huge part of it, everyone, and like Jeff Thor is one of my great friends, and, and she is from Wisconsin as well, and so you kind of also get that energy from, from the crowd and, and see how invested and how much the fans are just as much a part of the team. I feel like it's very fun watching them. Yeah. You're, you're from Jacksonville. Are there growing up in Jacksonville? <laughs> what's it like growing up in Jacksonville? Does anyone care about the Jaguars? And secondly, yeah. <laughs> do you have any Tim Tebow thoughts? Did you want him to to play as quarterback for the Jaguars? Do you know what? Okay, so we still, when I go back home, watch the Jaguar games. My dad is like definitely not a Fairweather fan, and so he, I you know, we had season tickets for the longest time. Um, and it's it's so sad, <laughs> like. For the worst football team in the NFL. But I said, you know, at least we have a football team, I guess, from Jacksonville, because Jacksonville wasn't really a place that you would uh, expect to have a. Right, because in, L- in, in L.A., we don't even have a team. So at least you get to go back home and have a team. Ashley, your J- Jacksonville to you is like SMU to me. Oh, <laughs> right. like, I'll always love them, but it's just so sad to watch. I still watch them. You guys, um, you guys just had a but, sweet um, moment. <laughs> we did. But, you know, I didn't really. Um, I, I thought. Yeah, if, if, if Tebow would have gone to the Jaguars, I, I think it might have been a really actually positive outcome just because I know there's the whole back and forth between him not being a great NFL football player. And I loved him when he was at the Florida Gators because I think the kind of leadership um, and how he kind of solidified the team was really fantastic. And he did it obviously in a way that, that no one else did. Um, so I, I would have loved to see him go to the Jaguars. 
Yeah, I, I, I always thought, what do you have to lose? He brings attention to the team, and even if he ends yeah. up not working out, who cares? Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. that's happened before. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree, Adam. He's he's so uh, man. I, I don't. I just don't. I don't get how he's not in the league. Well, Jacksonville Jaguars. Ash Ashley is um is okaying Tim Tebow to come there. So let's give him a chance. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys just want to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying. <laughs> Uh, oh, Ashley, I uh, that. great, great. Glad we got you on. Uh, <laughs> all right, so a lot of times in sports, you'll have players, certain kinds of players, like the point guards in basketball, the ones who are really cerebral. They end up, after their careers are over, becoming uh, coaches or general managers of a team. I'm curious, after your acting career is over, or even right now while it's still going on in the future, do you have any aspirations to be a producer or a director at all? Um, first of all, my career is never going to end. Oh, um, that's actually a great Adam, great. In, your, <laughs> in your face, in your face. Boom. Um, <laughs> I like that. Ashley, great answer. And now we're on to the next question. That was the good yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that, dropping the mic. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't, I am just now dipping my toe in, in the whole um, kind of uh, putting on this producer's hat thing. And I think, you know, Lucky for me and for a lot of other actors right now, there's the boundaries I think are really blurred and, and there's, there's no real kind of cutoff line of, of what you can do and, um, and what box you have to stay in because there's, you know, everyone's kind of going across the board being directors, actors, producers, writers. Um, and I think now we have kind of the freedom to be able to do that. It's not as taboo as it used to be. And the same with doing television isn't taboo like it, it was. Now right. television is kind of where you want to be. The, the material and the substance that you're getting on television is kind of almost far surpassing what you're getting in a lot of, um, of, of film. And so I think it's certainly something that I wouldn't rule out. I think um, it's not something I'm going to at this point in my life, push for. Um, if it's not happening naturally and organically, I'm not gonna. I'm not striving to be a producer or director. But um, you know, I just saw some interview on Angelina Jolie, and she was like, "I wasn't planning on being a director. I had no plans for a career switch, and it just kind of naturally happened because they are interconnected." So, um, so you know, you never know. I think eventually, I'll definitely dabble a little bit because. Why not? If there's nothing holding me back from it. Yeah, and I think I think Angelina Jolie's movie looks looks really good, and I think she was a perv- she's a really good example because um, you never know how you're gonna feel. You know, uh, like you said, acting. Now that you're in acting, the career is uh, is you know infinity. It's unlimited, and you might get that bug. And and just from from me knowing you for for the time period that I've known you, you know, I I, I definitely now I get to endorse endorse this, <laughs> but um, I would definitely I would definitely endorse it because uh, you know even even when you know, you're watching a, a show or, or even if you look at like, um, I, I don't even know, like a, a magazine, just it, just anything it is, you have such a really, really intellectual thoughts and, and, and views on things. And I think that that makes for a good uh, um, a director and can make for, for a really good, uh, really good producer. So I, I, endo- I endorse it, Ash. I endorse it. Oh, I think. You. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are welcome. Okay, so we wanna we wanna thank you again. We've come to the last segment. After this, we're done. But we wanna thank you again for you, you know we know you're just getting over um, uh, being sick and being here on the Hats Off show. We have come to a section called the uh, called Opposites Attract. Ladies and gentlemen, Hats Off Show Promotions is proud to present Opposites Attract, where Adam and Jared will debate a topic, and the guests will choose a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! And a loser. The who? The her. 
arguing out of the red microphone from Dallas, Texas. He has seen Celine Dion three times live in Las Vegas. Jared Einson and his opponent across the studio, arguing out of the blue microphone, also from Dallas, Texas. He once shared an elevator ride with Kevin Costner. They did not make eye contact nor speak to each other. Adam Green. Since Ashley Green, you are our first female guest here on the Hats Off podcast um, that we would talk about uh, what is a huge topic and been debate for, uh, with me and Adam over the last, I don't, I don't even We have know. debated this one for a while. We've debated this for, <laughs> we have debated this for a very long time. So uh, basically, Ashley, we debate who is the greatest female entertainer of all time. And um, mm-hmm. I say that it is Beyonce. Yes, I know that her career is not over yet. Um, I will tell you why I think it is her. And Adam thinks that it is uh, that it is Madonna. So Adam, would you like to go first since I went first last time? Fine, I'll go first. <laughs> I mean, we might as well. I could drop the mic after this, after it's over. But uh, okay. all right, Mad- you can't you can't double drop the mic. I already did it. So, anyways, but keep going. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'll pick it back up. That's a point. It. That's a point off for Adam in the scale. That's already. <laughs> All right, Madonna, the queen of pop, over 300 million albums sold, greatest selling female artist of all time. Not only is she the queen of pop, she's a world icon. She was an actress, a league of their own. She was great in that. That's, a, re- that's a really good point, actually. I love the league of their own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was actually good that in it. That was a fantastic movie. <laughs> and it was a good movie. Not to mention all this, her prime is pre-internet, okay? Like, think about Madonna's reach around the world and how big of a celebrity she is and was during her prime and how every girl who's growing up and wanted to be a pop star wanted to be like Madonna. No matter if they're in America or if they are in India, wherever they were in the world, they wanted to grow up and be like Madonna. And this is pre-internet. Imagine what the buzz would have been like if the internet was around. I can't even comprehend how big of a star she would have been. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Hold on. I I have to interject here, uh, Judge Judge Green. Um, I would like to approach the bench here and and say a couple things. Uh, One is I agree with Adam to to a certain extent, but I'm not talking about – pre-internet, post-internet. I don't care about who would be more world, you know, uh, worldwide known and all that kind of stuff. What I'm talking about is who is the greatest entertainer of all time out of these two. And I think it's Beyonce because Beyonce it actually sings. I'm sorry, but I got done this afternoon uh, YouTubing a couple uh, clips of Madonna and she didn't sing all that often. And you know what else she didn't do? She didn't dance. She, what? She, what what, Adam, what YouTube videos you, are you watching? No, I'm telling you, she barely dances. Like if she dances, it's in a big choreographed group and it's also some guy like swinging her around. Beyonce is the inner, she is she is the greatest female entertainer of all time because she writes, she is singing, she is dancing. She's also used her celebrity for, I, I mean, in, an insane outreach and uh, positive, uh, positive on the community and, and the world. Uh, by the way, you want to talk about albums sold? This is post. Um, this is post albums being sold. Like albums don't even uh, albums don't get sold anymore. And she still has over 140 million albums sold. Over 200 million, by the way, Ashley, if you count Destiny's Child. Anyways, I'm I'm I'm. You, you uh, forgot her greatest achievement, actually. Uh, Austin Powers too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. A League of Their Own was better than Austin Powers 2. But, Ashley, so these are just kind of, this is just kind of a, a silly, you know, heated argument that we have. What what are your thoughts and what are you thinking? Who who wins this argument? I'm going to, well, and I might be a little biased. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Beyonce. Because yes! What? Yes! 
I love and listen. I no disrespect to Madonna, but I do like the. I do find her to be so controversial that sometimes it takes away from, I think, her actual music um, and stardom. And I feel like with Beyonce, there's something about her music that always makes me personally feel really good and pumps me up for whatever I'm doing. And so. I have to, to lean towards her. That was a really good answer. It, it, it was. And Ashley Green, I don't know if you're aware, but we this is the fourth Opposites Attract. You have just tied me up two to two with Adam Green here. Gangster. I gotta but, get my get By the my way, we, we, did, we didn't even talk about Adam Green, Ashley Green. I feel like I should be Jared Green for this for this podcast. You are. You got to my writer. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. It's well, an unspoken bond, the green last I know. name. Like we didn't even need to say anything. We just thought it and knew. I mean, I'm with Alice here, so that is I was the, just like, hey. Oh yeah, she knew. She knew. <laughs> she knew. But she spells it with a with an E at the end. That's true. Yeah. Ashley, is that really how your family spells green? <laughs> yes. It is. You can like make it up to make it so people in like elementary class were like Ashley Greeny. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Has has that happened to you or no? Because I feel like that probably yes. Yeah. It it has happened. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but. But yeah, it definitely happens sometimes, and I'm like, really? <laughs> You're like the. I have to say green, like the color. You probably have to say green with an e. Do you have to do that? Yeah, I usually just spell it straight after. Well, we would like to thank Ashley Greeny for being our <laughs> guest here on the. No, no, no. But Ash, in all seriousness, thank you so much for for being a guest here on the on the Hats Off Show. We really enjoyed it, and uh, and much much success to you and your your career that is never going to end. And I'll never let Adam live that down that he said that to you. It is the career that never ends. <laughs> um, I've learned my lesson. Thank you for having me. And yes, we should definitely plan something for JJ's interview. We we will definitely. JJ Watt, we're coming for you. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, guys. For continuous updates and new episodes, listen to thehatsoffshow.com. The Hats Off Show with Jared Einson and Adam Green live in New York City. New York City.